right, guys, welcome back to the Old Glory Rare Report, State of the Republic. Today we are going to talk about Reno in the Open Cup, knocking him out for the third time in a row. Fourth. And we'll, fourth time? Oh, well, there you go. We got a fact, uh, fact check today. We can't, <laughs> our bullshit is not going to fly. Uh, also, the El Paso fiasco is what I'm going to you know, call this one. You like it? That's going to come after these uh, title screens right now. Welcome back to the Old Glory Rare Report. Thank you for joining us. It's an exciting State of the Republic today. We'll start from the uh, right side of the screen over here with Jonathan Glatz. You may know him from the TVB. You may know him from La Banda. If you don't know him from La Banda, the description and the link is down there, so go check it out. They do a great job at doing the Spanish broadcast. Scott Rosenquist, thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Mark Anthony's gonna sit here on my right as always. I'm Casey J. Yeah, thank you. We've seen him a time or two, so we're not gonna worry about that. Uh, so today, let's jump into the Open Cup as our first uh, conversation, if you would. Knocking out Reno again in what we're gonna call the Mud Bowl. I don't know. Uh, you weren't there, man. I wasn't. You not. There, so I, you was sick. You I was really sick. I was sick. That's a terrible excuse. <laughs> it didn't look that muddy to me. They redid our pits. We have oh. drainage now. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, well, there was no mud. It was, it was no mud. It was all that just puddles. That is a good point. So I noticed that. It was a lot better. The fields would have been, thunder been destroyed. Thunder? Thunder? Uh, no, maybe. We need to think of a better name. All right, we'll work on that. We'll come back with a better name. All right. Let's move on. So, what, what do we think of the overall game? I mean, we did win 1-0. We kind of talked about it shortly. Even though it's a win, it's a very ugly win. It's not a win that we were dominant in the game. It's not a win that we felt confident in. Scott, as the guest, let's delve a little deeper into the Reno game, man. What was your take from it? Um, like you said, it was a real ugly game. Um, but the weather, of course, was a huge factor. I mean, it was just kind of a shit show. People were slipping around everywhere. Um, but I think our boys actually did a fairly good job, you know, Attempting to stay in control, <laughs> yeah. But uh, like you said, we weren't we weren't really dominant. But given you know the spanking that we got last time we played Reno, only a couple days before, I'd say it was, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was good to get the Keep win. Comparable. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good to get the win. We still created chances. We saw some glimpses of Blackwood in that game. So I mean, there were highlights from a very overall rough game. Mark, what do you think, man? Uh, a couple things. Yes. Pointing out the pitch, it held up beautifully considering, I don't know if you guys saw, but that linesman on the far side was running in like a swimming pool. He was. Oh, yeah. He, he was. was. Poor guy running yeah, in a was. He was sloshing We along. saw a lot of funny things happen with, you know, bad side tackles because of the, the wet field. We saw the ball get stuck in the water. I actually thought for the ugly style of soccer we normally like to play, I thought we should have played even uglier just because it was one of those games we should just Huff it up the field, get the second ball and see what you can do with it type of weather, type of game. But, uh, you know, like you said, you get the win, you move on in the cup, and you just lost to them, got spanked by them a couple days before. So any win is a good win in that scenario. Yeah, we saw a few uh, passes turn into uh, good dribbles, we'll say, where it ended up <laughs> right back in their feet. So uh, we'll take those eventually. John, what was your take on this Reno game, man? I, I actually, you know, I was there. I was getting soaked. 
Yeah, I have it's a one of the fun. games you made, huh? Huh? It's one of those rare games that you made one out there. One of the few. I don't get out to a lot, but uh, <laughs> you brought I, the weather. And I brought my uh, my my future brother-in-law. And you were at the first game of the season. Too. And I was at the first and game of the season. That game was terrible weather as well. No, that didn't have yeah, to. Did it was it? really cold. Was it? Oh, it was, was cold. It? I, I don't remember. I, mean, I don't remember. I had to leave like five night, minutes for an after. Opening night. That wasn't a fun game. <laughs> I had to leave like five minutes after the game started, so I don't remember it. Um, but I had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, I, I laughed a lot. And but you also kind of saw like the players. It looked like they were playing the system that the coach wanted, even though that. They couldn't pass the ball because of the pitch, because of the, the water. Um, obviously, we got the win, and a 1-0 win, win in that condition is pretty good. Um, so i probably say it's maybe our second best game of the year. <laughs> Which sad, is awful. That's harsh. Right? Yeah, I think in the Open Cup as well, we've, we've kind of played well in the early stages. We've had a good record in the Open Cup, especially knocking Reno out. As Scott Vach checked him earlier, this is the fourth time we've knocked him out. And it's always good to beat Reno. But it's, so, the, it's the third time. They, the third time in a row they beat us in league play. Yeah. That's well, probably where you got the third. Well, and that's the one for me that counts. Because that's my next question. Like, it's good to beat Reno. Like, don't get me wrong, and I'll savor, I'll savor the revenge. But I would rather beat him in USL play. And I, I just, where do you guys stand on the cup? Like, is it a competition we need to throw all of our players at? Or right now do we need to focus on USL? I, I mentioned this in an earlier or earlier podcast. I would be happy going out against the Foxes so we could focus on a run in the USL. Um, you know, I like the Foxes. I, I consider them our little baby brother. Um, they've got a lot of our players, our coaches. Um, but my, my big thing is I just wanted to be Reno. But with our form, with the way we've been playing, I would rather us just focus on the league. And... As, as much as I hate to see it, say it, and as much as I'd love to see us beat another MLS team, I'd be okay with an early exit just so we could just focus on the league, turning, fixing our form, and turning it around. Yeah. I'm going to totally disagree with that. Oh. Just on the grounds that we're not even in playoff range at the moment. Very, very true. We'll discuss um, that a little bit so later tonight. Why not go? I mean, okay, we're not going to win the cup because it's always an MLS team. And it's set and up for an MLS team it, to win. It's, it. Yeah, and unless, you know, there's some Cinderella story that happens and we become magically amazing, we're not going to win the Cup. But I'd like to see us go as far as we can. I don't want us to – I want to get beaten out by an MLS team. I don't want to get taken out by a USL team. So, whatever. I mean, our, 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 the league is still totally salvageable, but I still want to do good in the Open Cup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, we're, we're not going to win at all. But what I want to see is us advance past the USL sides and host uh, an MLS team. I think that's fun. Those are always who, great matches. Who doesn't want to do that? Even if that MLS team doesn't start their best 11, hey, the further you go in the tournament, the more that those MLS teams take it seriously. And maybe you do get a chance to play against somebody like a Zlatan Ibrahimovic. So, I mean, I'm not... I'm just saying, I know that sounds crazy, but the, the point is, is that the further you go, like Cincinnati a few years ago, they played Chicago Fire in a, in a legit game. Like, I mean, it was a real experience, and they hosted that game, you know? So that's cool, man. Like, that stuff is cool. So I don't want to see us just give up just because our form is poor in the USL right now. 
It's a long season. We're only a third of the way through the USL, so there's still plenty of time. And I still think that we can do both things uh, at this point, especially with a rest now for, for about a week and a half. Yeah, so at the Reno game, we actually saw the coach kind of move to a 4-4-2 a little bit where he played Spundrich and Blackwood up a little bit higher. And we've seen him kind of change his mind on some of the tactics and formations we've seen in the last couple games where he has played a 4-4-2. And this kind of leads into the El Paso match as well. So we'll segue a little bit between the two right now. Do you think the coach is making the right decisions with these starting lineups going in with Iwasa coming back in the El Paso game and et cetera? You know, is that 4-4-2 working like we thought it when we talked about it? Uh, well, I don't think we're actually playing a 4-4-2. I know that it is, on, is like that online, but it's still... We've seen Skundritz get a little bit higher. We've sure, seen Iwasa get a little still, bit higher. They're still playing more of a, a number 10 role, maybe a false 9 role. It's not a true 4-4-2. Uh, regardless, our center forwards haven't been good enough, so I do think that... We need to either play with a second forward higher up the field or maybe put a Wassa back in that center forward position. We've talked about this before. But yeah, I mean, the, the current tactics are just not working. Yeah, we won against Reno. You kind of have to throw games like that out the window with the weather and all that. There's not a real game going on. And that's what we saw him switching up. When he came into Reno, he came into more of that, excuse me, 4-4-2 kind of formation. We saw him use Diaz in that one too, and I think he kind of replicated that when he went into El Paso. Right, so what, look, one win out of our last six in the USL play, it hasn't been good enough. Scott, what do you think on this? Okay, well first, since you said Diaz, I just want to say that he rocked the Reno game. He did. He really good did. Good on him. Good um, not so much the El Paso game, but <laughs> well, he did rock the Reno game. Um, in terms of like formation and whatnot, I really don't think that is our problem. Because we seem to come out the gate doing really good. We come out with confidence, and the first like 20 minutes always seem to be pretty solid. But as soon as the other team gets a goal, or they started getting an advantage over us, then we just completely fall apart. It's like, and I think a lot of it is a mental game in the players' heads. Like, I think they just lose it. They lose their patience, they lose their confidence, they lose their nerve, and they just fall apart, and they stop playing like a team. Yeah. So I think that yeah. is the real problem. And if you look, and I talked about this in our podcast, if you guys speak Spanish, but um, if description you look, below. <laughs> description below. But if you look at <laughs> the way that El Paso came out after the second half, and the way we came out after the second half, yeah. we came out pretty much exactly the same as we came out in the first half. Whereas they came out on fire. They were they were there to do something. Like, there was a noticeable difference in their play. They were getting forward. They were getting in the right so, positions. So part of that, you have to wonder, like, what happened in that locker room? What what was said that wasn't good enough to fire up our guys? So there, I think that there's problems on multiple fronts, I think. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that in the past, too, where it's just maybe a little disconnect from player to coach and things or, of that nature. And maybe that it's like some of our players are, the average is really young, so maybe they just don't have that... The fight to get through the first time. Not necessarily the fight, but just the experience to not let the game get to you mentally when things aren't going your way. You know, because even if you're down four to one, you should still be playing your heart out even though you know you're not gonna win. Like you shouldn't just give up. There's and never we, a point. And we've seen that not be possible. I mean, I hate to use this example. We were up three nothing against Reno and they came back and won four nothing or four to three against us last right. year in the space of like what, five, ten minutes. Yeah. And and I agree with you completely. It's, right now, our mentality is completely horrible. I, I was feeling very confident 
that we would score another goal at halftime against against yeah. um, New Mexico or whatever. El Paso. El Paso. Same, same thing. thing. Same thing. <laughs> They're right next to each other. Yeah. Um, but we just came out like like Scott said, and we didn't have that fire in us, and they did, and they capitalized on our mistakes. And I've talked about this before. We're making way too many mistakes that other teams are capitalizing. Yep, our and passing game sucks. Yeah, yeah. We're we're making way too many mistake, mistakes, and we're allowing people to capitalize on that. And we're not doing that to the other teams. Yeah. Our our attack is, is is horrendous right now. We've hit the post more times than I can count. We've we don't even risk. usually attempt that many shots or get enough shots on target anyway. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it's horrendous. I just wanted to point out, though, uh, you know, it's obviously I agree that it's not just the, the formation and, and things like that. My argument to that is I think Cameron Owasa is our best striker, and he's not playing straight. So I think that either the formation needs to change or he needs to play higher up, or we need to have a second striker so he can be slotted in that role. Him playing underneath Bonomo or Blackwood, I don't think plays in his strengths. And if you look at last game against El Paso, the two best plays that we had attacking wise were when Awasa was on the on the defensive back line. He had been pushed up in that sequence of play. We had the ball, and then the cross comes in both times, one by Villarreal, one by Hort. But he's in the box instead of being in that, uh, I guess, outside the penalty area, right? So that's my argument is that Bonomo hasn't been good enough up top. And Awasa, in my opinion, is not playing in his most natural, or at least most uh, aggressive position. He scores the most goals on our team. Yeah. I just think we need to play a style that fits him a little bit more. And I think we saw that about maybe halfway, two-thirds from last season, where instead of playing him up front, they moved him back a little bit. Had him more, in, in, you know, as, as a support rather than an attacker. Which would be fine if we had, a, I think, a striker or a philosophy that, that where he got the ball in more advantageous situations, running on to goal. But how many times a game is he actually getting in those positions? It seems like it's not many. That is a beautiful segue into my next question about the Reno, well not much the Reno game, but the El Paso game and actually the Reno game before that in league play. Is that technically our shots on and our attempts are up there on par with the other teams and our possession is even up there. It's just chances created not being taken. When the other team's getting five shots on and we're getting five shots on and they're getting four goals and we're getting one, it's about taking those chances that are coming. So it's not necessarily that our front is not making the chances, it's just not them taking it. And Blackwood's been a culprit of this all season where it's gotten tangled into his feet a few times yeah. where we've been a little disappointed. I think we saw that again in El Paso, no? Yeah. And, and we've, we've actually had this problem the past... for him, obviously. He wasn't in that game. But. We've had this problem the past couple seasons. Our chances created far outnumber our goals scored by by a significant margin. Yeah. And, and that's that's been a consistent problem the past two or three years uh, where we are not converting when we need to. But the, the, the other side of that is our defense, past seasons, our defense has been significantly better than it's been this season. Well, and that's what got a second place last season was our defense held up for us most of the season. Yeah, I wanted to point out, too, I know that our average age is lower than it has been, 
But I still feel like we have veterans on the team, you know, like not just Sorry's a veteran. Sorry's a veteran. He's been around. Mahoney's been, been around. around. Kynan's been around. Yeah, he was with FCC before Josh this. Josh Cohen. I mean, Shannon Gomez. Like, we have young guys. Like, Warner's young. Scundrich is new. But I still think that, like, in this league, we're going up against some younger teams, too. We're also, we've also gone up against two new teams in Austin and El Paso. And I don't know what the average age is for their players, but still, there's 20 guys playing together for the first time, you know, so. Yeah, look at it. Credit to El Paso. They played a really good game, and yeah. they've been on an upward form. We, would love we came in against a team. Yeah, we would, came in against a team that was on an upward form, and we were on a downward form, and we saw what happened. Um, Let's kind of wrap this segment up maybe with a, a final thought from everybody on these games and how we've been so far, and maybe a man of the match for El Paso, just if there is one. Let's, let's just humor us. So, John. My final thoughts is we need to get our shit together. That's my final thought. Amen, brother. You look like a man defeated. Uh, right? Yeah, I looked at you and you're just like... <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm feeling. I don't know. Come on, blood. I have no idea, blood. I have no idea. In football manager, I'm a tactical genius, but in this, I don't know. Uh, uh, it's always easier on video games. Exactly. I don't know. And and that's that's all I'm going to leave it with. I don't know. Who's our best player from El Paso? Skip. Skip. Pass. Skip. <laughs> yeah, that's I, not a, that's, not that's understandable. We'll go to Scott. <laughs> um, oh, super frustrating. And I think part of the problem, I don't, do we have any real leadership on the pitch? Like, who's the captain? Who is? Kynan. And Iwasa is currently actually our captain, right? Iwasa is. Yeah, but he hasn't been playing in but a lot Kynan of the games. But was the captain before, when he wasn't there. We're missing Jeremy Hall, I think, is where you're going. I think, yeah, I think we don't have a, a decisive captain on the pitch that's really I kind of agree. Like grounding them. And like rally the troops when we're there. And, That's a fair point. Um, but as far as player of the match, I'm I'm gonna say Werner because he I think he's been doing really good. Yeah, I think he's really getting in the groove. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Unfortunately, the chances he creates don't seem to go to anyone that can get it into the goal. But yeah, Werner, I'm gonna say. There's an argument that Werner might be our best player of the season so far. I, 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 think, I wouldn't argue. Yeah. I think, I think as of right now, without thinking are, too hard into it, he might just be. We are coming up on those mid-season awards that we like to hand out. <laughs> so, uh, uh -oh. maybe we have a new uh, MVP this of the This year it's going to be participation awards. Yeah. We're going to hand out trophies <laughs> to everybody. Who's, right, played Mark, the most minutes. Who's played the most minutes? Uh, <laughs> first off, my man of the match, I think I'll go with Iwasa just because not only did he have a great assist on that header we played across the Scundridge, on a beautiful pass of Villarreal, mind you, but he also hit the post again, but he got himself in a really good position. Yeah. You know, it's one of those where he could have easily had two goals, and we win the game, and then we're talking about, you know, how great of a game was. So I liked him getting back in the lineup and him producing as he usually does. Uh, what was the other thing? Uh, final thought. Final thought, you know. Uh, last week. Wrap it all up for this week. What do you think? I mean, it's the same old story. I feel like we need to see something different, whether it's players or an approach. Uh, we've won one of our last six USL games. We're getting scored on in bunches. We have given up half as many goals as we did all of last year, and we're only 11 games into the season. Something's got to change.
Yeah, uh, totally agree. Iwasa was the guy that got that header in to give Skundrich the walking goal. I mean, Skundrich pretty much had to just kind of like bumble it in, so credit to Iwasa. We're not taking anything. No, hey, no, no, not walking away from that, but that's what happened. Um, good on Villarreal to put the cross in, too. I just like to notice that. I have given him a little stick, but he had a good game to that game. For me, um, you know, it's just chances created. We have to be more clinical. When we're up front and you have the ball under your feet, we have to get it in the back of the net. Whether it's Blackwood, Iwasa, Warner, Bonomo, it doesn't matter. You're paid to put the ball in the net, and we need to see that more. The stats show us that we're a decent team. And we know we have great players individually in some of the guys on the field right now. Yeah, are we lacking leadership? Maybe, but that's no excuse for these guys need to just get that ball in the back of the net. And that's my takeaway from this week. Chances created show that we should be winning more games, at least scoring more goals. Um, we're going to move on from this point. We'll move into a few questions that I have for the Republic Talk. We'll kind of move into, um, you know, why is the defense kind of dropped off in these last few games? What's happened there? We are out of the playoff contentions. We are going to move into that. Are we a playoff team now? How we're playing currently with the guys we have and what the coach is doing, are we a playoff team? And then lastly, we'll kind of just kind of talk about what we think needs to happen from here. So we're going to take a quick break. For you, it'll only be a second, and we'll be right back. Alright guys, if you joined us for the post-match analysis, thanks. Uh, if not, and you're just joining us now, we appreciate that as well. So, we're going to jump into the Republic Talk part of this, where we go on and talk a little bit deeper about some of the problems we're having right now in this situation. This and the, a therapy session. It is, it is a therapy session. This is where we all kind of get it out, you know, get it out, work it out. Let's start with... We had a defensive powerhouse early on in the season. We talked about how we went. At one point, we were first in the league even at one point, and we have seen that deteriorate with letting in, what, I think it was 10 goals in the last few games or something like that? Something of that nature. So what has happened? Um, we'll always start with our guest, Scott. Why don't we jump in here? Um, first of all, I think I would want to argue with you that we're a defensive powerhouse. I don't think we've ever been a defensive powerhouse. Fair enough. Fair I'm going to say the only reason we did as well as we did last season and the beginning of this season is because of Cohen, not because our defenders. Not to throw our defenders under the bus, but I'm going to throw you under the bus. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and so the thing that has changed is that somehow, some way, I don't know what happened to Cohen, he doesn't normally mess up this much, but he has been. So, and now we're seeing the leaks in our defense because Cohen's not stopping it, like he did before. But we did just um, bring one, his last name I can never remember. However, he's gonna be- Out on the gold cup. Out, you know, for, yeah, yeah, until no, like middle of July. So, he's not useful to us at the moment, so, I don't know. I was really hoping to see him on the pitch, to see if he made a difference. John, what do you think, man? I don't even know. Like, <laughs> he's that little emoji. I'm just, I'm just at a place where I'm still, especially with our all our build up to this season, our talks last season. I'm just at a place where I'm still having difficulty processing where we're at and understanding why it is. Yeah. Is it coaching? Is it players? Is it combination of both? 
Is it bad luck? Is it coming? I mean, I don't know. And I'm just, I'm just at that place where I'm just, I can't say. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, we can call it what we want. We we have been good defensively the last few seasons, though. Um, whether it was, you know, a combination of defenders, goalkeepers, tactics, keeping it tight, really not allowing a lot. Um, I think last year we had the best goals against of the playoff teams in the Western Conference. I know it was that way two years before. But, yeah, it has not been good enough lately. Um, so I don't know if it's an overall mentality thing. Maybe because our form isn't good, we're not scoring goals. Maybe it's having a trickle-down effect. Uh, Kynan been, has been removed from a couple games recently. So maybe it's uh, new players playing with each other. But, um, yeah, a guy like Tainer, I think, has made a number of mistakes individually in addition to Cohen making, like you said, some uncharacteristic mistakes. Yeah. I mean, we saw at least two goals recently, one in the Vegas game, one in the Reno game, that he just doesn't give up goals like that. Yeah. And, you know, it might have been a good a good thing to give him a, a, a sit-down for a couple of games, let him, you know, sit on the bench for a week or so and regain himself. Usually that, that can help. But, yeah, um, it hasn't been good. I know one of the topics last day of the Republic is, you know, we want to score goals, but we don't want to give up. Well, we're not we're not scoring goals or stopping goals right now, right? So I don't know. I just think overall it's been poor. We're giving up too many opportunities. We're not creating enough. And I think the law of averages have kind of just gotten back at us the last couple of games. Yeah, and I I think that Elliot has set us up as a defensive team. We saw that last season, but we kind of wrote it off to those weren't his players. He inherited them. We're like, okay, he's just doing the best he can this season with the player he's had. And he did great, technically, in that perspective, that mindset for last season. This season, these are the guys you brought in. These are the guys you chose. Now, there's no reason to sit back and rely on a defensive performance when you have the guys you chose. Now, we talked about it, like you said, in the other state of the public defense over attack, what it is. If, if we draw every game, we're still doing good in some perspective and whatnot, but when both fell, what do we do? When both fell, it's positioning, it's timing. Tainter last game against El Paso, awful. He got caught out too many times on the wrong side of the defender. His crosses went a little uh, dismayed a few times. Um, Kynan, and when Kynan went out, Harris came in, that was kind of a little disruption to that back line that we saw doing pretty good too. Um, Cohen dropping out has disrupted that back line as well. And I think these have all just created this habitat of problems right now that we have where they just keep growing on each other. Cohen not doing well. Kynan not doing well. Tainer not doing well. Ends us up with four ones, three ones. And that's what's happening to me. It's a culture of... Everything's just kind of not going well for all those players at the same time. I have a question though. Sure. In what game this season, in any game, I don't care, like anything past preseason, so everything from the beginning, from game one, we'll even count the game against Stanford. In what games have we been convincing at all? I can think of one. Which one? The home win 4 1. Oh, okay, we yeah. Were, yeah. That one. We were yes. on the front foot, we scored early, we scored four goals in the first half. We played aggressive. We got a the fourth goal was a fortunate deflection, but still we were creating those good opportunities and obviously creating our own luck. But what other game 
have even in our wins, have we been convincing? I think it, it seems like every other game has been either lopsided against us or like a 50-50 game. There's never been a 1-0 win, right? Yeah. yeah. 1-0, hold on. Let's, let's and, and a, and a lot of it's been 89th luck, minute or whatever it was. We got like the Warner goal in Reno. It was a little bit of good luck on a bad play by Reno. Warner capitalizes on it. There we go. And it, it kind of goes back to it. Like we had, we were kept going with those one nils that you were talking about. We were like, okay, if we can drag it out, we don't let them score. We nick one off them off a mistake. And we've seen against Reno when we got beat 4-1, we've seen against El Paso, when that doesn't work in our favor, we have no really other option. Well, and, that, and that's why I was talking about when you asked me earlier, right now, which would you prefer? Would you prefer an attacking game or a defensive game? And my answer was, right now, our attack is so terrible, I would prefer us play defensive. And we're not playing defensive, and we're conceding a crap ton of goals. And we're not even getting the lucky breaks. I mean, honestly... I still stand by it. I'd like us to see us fix our defensive game before we even think about, you know, going more attacking. Uh, some, one point I want to make is a lot of times you can help your defense by being a good offensive team. It doesn't necessarily mean scoring a ton of goals, possession. but we're not even really like dominant in possession or creating chances. So we can't, yes, I, I see what you're saying. But we can't just sit back like against Fresno, for example. We were pinned back for most of that game. We won. Fortunately, we did. They had, I think, near 70% possession. They had more attempts. Uh, they had a goal that they scored that was called back for offside. They were knocking on the door. We, I felt like we were fortunate to get three points down there. But yeah, we have to do more with the ball to help our defense. It, it, it definitely helps to have the positioning right. We've seen our defenders get caught out. We've seen our goalkeeper make some errors. But we're also not holding play up. We're not getting the ball into their half of the field and then losing it there. You know, we're kind of stuck in the middle or even in our on the back foot. So I agree, though. We have to get back to defensive principles first and foremost. Yeah, and you. We've, we've seen games in, like, in the English League and other leagues where like teams go at it and they lose 4-3. And it's great if you can score goals, but you have to somewhat be able to hold off the other team in order to get anything. You can't let them score. For, and Vegas has been uh, notorious for winning 4-3 where they score great, but their defense is just terrible. We don't want to see that. We want to see more convincing games. Yeah, I mean, you can be convincing without winning 3-4-0. You know, you can win a 1-0 game, but totally dominate your opponent, frustrate them. And, you know, with Elliott, I think we can all agree on something. He's not the most expansive coach. Whatever you want to say, he plays a 4-3-3, 4-4-2. It's a very rigid system, right? Like, it's very structured. We're going to get the ball here. We're going to go here. We're going to try and play the crossfield switch. We're going to try and do something this way. But still, whether it's rigid or a beautiful Pep Guardiola game, you can still be convincing. You can still show a lot of holes on the flip side. So either way, man, it's just um, we haven't been good enough like in multiple facets of the game. So another interesting fact, I kind of talked about with our, our offensive facts, we are creating chances. Defensively, if you look on paper, technically our guys are doing pretty well in the fact that they're getting clearances, they're making tackles, and et cetera, et cetera. 
it's laps of judgment. It's moments. It's moments of lapses that are causing us these goals. So we are performing okay for a majority of the time. Gomez does good. McCurry does good. We're like, okay, everything's okay. And then we're out of position and they score. So is that just on the young players? You kind of talked about that. Is that on lack of experience? Or should we expect more from these guys and they need to do a little bit better? What do you think? Is this something that we can improve just on concentration on guys? Um, part of it is probably lack of experience, but I think they can work on that. I, um, I'm not sure how. I think part of it is a confidence issue. Yeah, well, and just, you know... So I'm not really sure how Elliot would want to work on that, <laughs> but um, yeah, and like you said, like a lot of a lot of the team is new; they haven't played together. You know, you see when Awasa and, and Bjev are together, they play really well together up front. Um, so he's missing like his second half right now. I would like to think that Werner could help fill that spot if they can, you know, create a bond and figure each other out and anticipate each other's movements. I think that could be a good combination. They're both terrific players yeah. individually. Right, so, but they need to be terrific together is what they need to be in order Absolutely. to score goals. That's our whole team in general. Well, that's we our whole team. We need to be terrific <laughs> together. We should be more than the sum of our parts, and we're not slogan, that right now. The new team. Terrific, for the season terrific, terrific together. Terrific together. If they take that from us, you know. Trademark copyright right now. Make it a jersey. Terrific together. <laughs> that should that should go on our old glory red jerseys. Yeah, that'll be it. There you go. That's the new hashtag by the club. <laughs> Terrific to Oh, goodness. Yeah, man. Uh, where were we at? I have no uh, idea. <laughs> well, we were kind of talking about the moments, the lapse of concentration at moments, and that's what's really been causing us these goals. Because we see some decent defending from our guys at times, and then... Tainter gets caught out. Kynan gets caught out. Ward's been caught out a couple times. McCrary's been caught out a couple times yeah. in the recent games to memory. I think uh, I like, we we have some new players on our back line, yes. Experienced players, though. So it does come, what he said, he made a great point. The, the couple of guys, the newer guys, like Kynan, Horace, McCrary, Mahoney, they're new to the club. They're experienced players, but they're new to the club. So a lot of times, yes, communication can be lacking, especially between center backs. What I see personally is most of the goals that we've given up lately have all come from our center backs. Uh, it's Tainer, uh, Kynan got picked when he tried to play that through ball against Reno, and then Cohen couldn't make the save on the other end. But it's positioning. Last game against El Paso, Tainer loses his man on the corner kick. Guy has it, he doesn't score because it gets tapped in, but still, that created the chance. I think it's just individual lapses in judgment. The third goal that El Paso scored, we see Tainer and Villarreal going to the player running on the front post, leaving their center forward, Kieselwetter, the guy that we should be focused on, because he is their guy. And he's alone on the back post on the inside of Mahoney, because I mean, Mahoney did what he could. Good they got a, ta a taller guy who's got the inside lane, but we have two guys focused on the near post guy, like, those are individual mental mistakes. For me, like, that's Tater getting pulled out of position and Mahoney doing the best to cover that position. Exactly, exactly. It should have been, Mahoney was trying to, you know, track for his for his teammate. But, yeah, I really think that it's individual, like you said, lapses in judgment. The first goal El Paso scored. 
yeah. was Drew Scundridge. Who's not at the top of the enough. box? He's not close enough. Who's at the top of the box? Exactly. So he wasn't close enough. A little slow roller gets by Daisy. He's a little bit screened hard. Hard for him to see the ball come in towards the goal. He's a little out of position too, though. But he's a little left on his line. Yeah. If he's in that position, he sees that coming through. He reads the play. Right. He should be a bit more right. But going back to the play, you see the initial attack. We were in good position. The guy's holding the ball in the box, looking back for an option, looking back for an option. Plenty of time for our defenders to get back in position. And then he finds a man at the top, wide open at the top of the penalty box. Scundrich was uh, just a few yards away from him, but you know when you're that close to goal, three yards, that's a big gap, right? Yeah. So I just think it's it's little individual things. So you kinda it makes me just wonder like what's the mentality of the squad, right? Because it's multiple players. It's not just one. It's a team collective effort. Terrific together. Yeah. We gotta be terrific together. <laughs> We're not terrific together. That's today. my new hashtag for everything. <laughs> <We're> terrific together. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, we talked about it before too in this, it's, we need to have a little bit more of the 90 minutes, and we talked about it last season where we came out good and we faded away, or we started out poorly and we kind of picked it up, but we never had 90 minutes performances, yeah. and I think we're still seeing that, you brought it up a little bit Scott, where we're not seeing it, um, but let's go ahead and move on to our next topic, which is... We are now in 12th place, I believe, 13? Yeah. And Ooh. we'll probably be further back after this weekend. Now they did. They do have the wild cards this year, so we do have that like off chance to get in a wild card position since the whole playoff format changed. But are we a playoff team in the current way we're playing? I don't want to say that there's not chances that we're going to change it and turn it all around, but let's look at the stats and what's happened so far. If things happen, we're not a playoff team, right? No. No. Oh, absolutely not. We're not. We're not no. scoring goals or we're giving up goals. Uh, yeah, no. We can all agree that this has just not been good enough. If we continue on this par, what, 16, 17? We have one win in our last six regular season games. I mean, that form will, I mean, that's relegation form if we're in another league, you know? Yeah. I, I, I do want to bring up something I've been thinking about. I didn't research it, but... Are you going to bring up Bijev? No, I'm not going to oh. bring up that. I thought this was the time. I'm not going to bring up Bijev. And, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but, but I feel like we've gone on a worse run. I feel like there... Last year we had a similar run at a similar junction of the season. Uh, I don't know if it was worse off the top of my head, but yeah, we've had wolves. And I, I also feel Under like we've Buckle, done this we a couple did. times. But I feel like we did it under under Buckle, and yeah. I, I there was that hashtag that, super that was, long dry run under Buckle. Yes. But we still qualified for playoffs. Yep. So I don't know if, and, and this is what I've been trying to either a tell myself to convince myself that we're still a good team, or Denial's or stages, yeah. huh? <laughs> you gotta work through it. You gotta work through it. I, I'm trying to figure this out, okay, guys. You can find it. I don't there. have enough money to go to a therapist. <laughs> That's what this is for. But I don't think this qualifies as a dry run. Like, that dry run under Buckle, like, we weren't conceding, like, three goals. Like, yeah. we were just barely losing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's, it's totally different now. Like, we're just not playing good now. And we're conceding a lot of goals. Now we're leaking like a sin. I'll tell you what. It's early in the season. We've only played, what, 11 games? Mm -hmm. We're not halfway there yet. But look, 
Five of our next six opponents are the top five teams in the Western Conference. So San Antonio is our got, next. Yes, US San Antonio. Conference. San Antonio is the one team of our next six games that is not at the top. We play New Mexico. We play Tulsa. We play Fresno again. I mean, we play Reno. And some of these games are away as well. So look, yes, it's early. But if you have this, if we continue this bad run of form into July, it could get ugly. I mean, it could yeah. be where we're not a playoff team. You know, but it's still fixable because oh, yeah. it is. if you look at the point spread, the point spread is really small. It is. We're, we're right With in between the, win, the top we and be the back bottom. Up yeah. like so what if six. what if we win? What two two out of the win two, tie one, lose two? What do you guys feel about that over the next five games? I think that'd be fine. It would get us back up into playoff contention again. I think that would be, at this point, I mean, if we're being completely honest and not just being, like, super rose-colored glasses on, I think we'd all take that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd take one what we've seen, <laughs> yeah. because of our opponents, win. man. Our opponents, it's key. We're playing at New Mexico. Yeah, you... We're playing, we're playing at Reno. I mean, those are good teams. We're playing Fresno again. Fresno's lost one game. That's us. But, hey, like, these teams, we're not playing... Tacoma, you know, we do get that San Antonio game, which is Our I luck. think we'll I play think Tacoma again, and it'll be Seattle. Junior. They're going to play Seattle again. I'm not. I'm not going to say that it's too early in the season to say San Antonio at home is a must-win game. But if we don't win that game, I think we're in trouble. I mean, because you've got to win those games, right? San Antonio yeah, at home, you have to get three points. Would you guys disagree with that? No, no. I'm not. I'm not ringing the alarm just yet. I, I brought this topic up. But if up. we draw or lose to San Antonio at home, and then we got to go play those teams that I just mentioned. I brought this up because <laughs> when we first talked about the new league format with the playoffs and the wild cards, I was like, I don't like it. I don't because I'm not a big fan of the wild card. Like you barely even made it in. Why are you at, you know, so? For us to be in the position now where we may rely we're just slide on it, right in. like that hurts my soul Not only a do we little have bit. A wild card, but we still only have a single game elimination. Like we don't even get like a playoff format that has a system, which is yeah. I find incredibly ridiculous. But the league will operate how the league wants to operate. Even the MLS has a two-leg playoff. Like, come on, we can do this. All right, so to wrap this video up, we're all our own uh, coaches at home. We all yell at the screen no matter what team here is. You think you know better than anybody else. So this is going to be, how do we fix what is happening right now? In your opinion, we'll start with our guest. We'll move to John, Mark, and then myself. Oh, my God. Fix us, Scott. Fix us. Fix every but, problem but we currently have. You but in English. Fix us in Spanish. Every, fix us in English. I mean, well, if you need to do Spanish, everyone needs a good Spanish. smack on the head. Yeah. First of all. <laughs> Including us, right? Like, Including us. Yeah, like, yeah. everyone needs it. Um, oh, my God. I I don't know. How, how do you give the team confidence? How do you prevent them from just falling apart when they start losing? I don't know. But that's what they need. Yeah. They they need a kick in the ass. Yeah. So. That's it. Let's run out there as fans. We'll line up. We'll kick each one in the ass until they start scoring goals. Hey, someone with Republic, can we please do that? I like it. Okay, there we go. I like it. Problem solved. Problem solved. John, what do you got? Uh, you know, honestly, I think we need a couple wins in a row. Uh, we can't just have a one-off win. 
We need at least one, two, maybe three wins. Get the momentum back in our favor. Get that confidence flowing. Um, I don't think signing anybody else is going to fix anything. I don't think even necessarily rotating the lineup is going to fix anything because we've done that a lot this season. And it's not fixed anything. We just need to win. Plain and simple. We need to win a game, two, three. Get that confidence rolling. Get get the points. Uh, and, and I think that's honestly our best option. Yeah. There you go. It's that easy. Just win, just and win. then we'll win. Hey, exactly. Hey, guys. I am brilliant. Just I am win. a tactical genius. Yeah. Guys, win. So uh, <laughs> some very passionate fans have said that Villian Bijev coming back to the lineup will probably very solve passionate fans. every one of our problems, <laughs> including... Josh Cohen's inability to save the ball at this moment. It's going to be a miracle, right? Look, yes. He's going to play every position on the field. He's going to save the goals. Let's just clone him. He's going to score him. He's going to create I think, him. He's I think everywhere. people should bring those, uh, those photos of Jesus but put Bijev's face there on There we go. Um, anyways, getting him back, though, in the lineup, I think, will help. It'll be I mean, it will help. I mean, all jokes aside, like he's a good player. You know? and, yeah, he is. And we're better with him than without him. Mm -hmm. uh, especially our attack. It's been so anemic so far and you know you have to score goals to win games like we can defend 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 but zero zeros or one nil losses aren't going to help us so we're going to have to start scoring goals to build a winning streak to build that momentum uh, personally we can argue tactics until we're blue in the face but i think that awasa should be playing closer to the goal because he is our best chance of scoring goals and i think that when you when you go into a bad run of form when confidence is low I think you just try and be as basic as possible. Let's put my best players in the best positions to succeed, and then we'll go from there. When a player gets hurt or needs rest, we'll adjust it from there. But yes, we have seen some rotation, we've seen some different things, but I think that at the end of the day, it comes down to going back to your basics and but just playing your strengths. Can I, can I say something? Back to I'm, the basics. Sure. Okay. I'm really surprised that with the amount of rotation that we've seen this year, especially since the coach has built this team. And that that's something that makes me question a lot of things. A lot of the offseason moves? Yeah, because it, it feels like the coach still doesn't know who's the best player. But, I mean, th these are the players who've been brought in under under him. Well, so, uh, would you, I know you guys both kind of agreed but about not bringing anyone in. Do you guys be opposed to bringing a player in that can help? I don't know who that would be. I'm just. It, I, mean, like, I, I, I don't know. We've seen yeah. in the past, like, we brought in Bijev in the middle of the season, and he was a really good addition to our team and really helped us in that playoff run. We so did the same if, with Matty Asik last we time. Might, look, came in and we don't have, run. honestly, we have. We've seen two guys play striker, and that's a position that I'm looking at. We've seen two guys play striker. We've seen Bonomel, who Black has not scored a goal and has only registered, I think, four shots on target the entire season. And then Blackwood, who has been in dangerous positions, but he hasn't. He just doesn't seem like he has that scoring touch right now. He's well, not in rhythm. And, right and he's he's impressed me with a lot of his runs. But oh, yeah. I mean, it, oh, yeah, it, it either against Reno, he had a, he had two really good cutting runs in behind, but then he puts a shot directly to the keeper. But would you be opposed to bringing in a center forward, a striker? My my I concern would. is is that's what teams do when they when they're at the bottom of the table like the EPL. You they know? they need to like switch it up. Winter, Go direct. Get something out of it. Hey. Get some players from Mexico. Yeah. Come on. I mean, it's for real though. There's guys that are looking for playing time. When when we get into June, and it's the summer transfer window, like there's players that are looking for player time, playing yes. time, right? That's a very interesting. 
That's usually when we'll see a guy get moved. You know, we'll see a guy uh, at a club like Sacramento looking to bring somebody in. It, it might be something that we may, may need to ask. And we'll probably definitely talk about that. I'll put a comment down below. I'll also put something out where we'll talk about that in the next State River Republic. What, who should we bring in if there's anybody? What position do we need to bring That's in? That's always hard to tell. Though. Yeah, this video is a little bit running long, so we're just going to end it. Um, <laughs> I do think that overall we have been... Have you made it this far? Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Drink a you beer. You are a true fan. Yeah. Yeah, come talk to us at the next home game and tell us you made it this far in the video. If you make it this far, John message me. I might buy you a ticket. Ooh. Or a ticket. Oh. That works. I do agree with Scott. Confidence. It's all about confidence. I don't know how we can give these players confidence, but we start out good. And in stats show, we're a good team. We have good individual players. We have a decent coach that knows what he's doing. It's just a matter about all those things working together and building the confidence as a team to create goals as a terrific team. Um, you know, it's 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 got to be that, and we're not there right now. We have individual moments. We have laps of judgment. Judgment. We have times where we see the team not playing coherency, coherently. Thank you. Um, and to me, that's where we're lacking. It's those lack of judgments going forward. It's that lack of judgment in the back line. It's not scoring when you create the opportunity, whether it's Warner, Blackwood, Iwasa, Bonomo. It's not being in the right place, whether you're Tainter, Kynan, Harris, Gomez, McCrary. You need to be in the right positions. And as professional footballers, as people that want to play in the MLS, want to move to other leagues, these are things you should do on a regular basis. And I'm not trying to call out any one player, but as a whole, we need more confidence. We need to do better as the players, as the coach. It needs to be a more cohesive group. We expect group. more, right? We expect more. We are the Republic. We expect more. We won the league our first time out. We've been in the playoff every season. For better or worse, that has curbed our expectations. Well, and we, we're, we want to be MLS. We want to be top of this league. We want to move to MLS. We want to be top of MLS. We just want to be better. It's so, like the Conor McGregor quote. We didn't come here to partake. We came here to take over. Yeah, right? so right. expectations are high. Performances have been low. Overall, confidence is low. Fans, club, players, coach, everything. We just need to do better. And that leads us back to the hashtag. What is it? Terrific together. Terrific, terrific together. together. We need to be terrific together. Yeah. So, this is going to be the end of the video. If you stuck around, we appreciate it. We are the Old Glory Red Report. You can check us out on Facebook at the Old Glory Red Report. On Instagram, Twitter, the Old Glory Red. Uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, thumbs up, subscribe. If you're watching the podcast or listening to the podcast, that's on the Beautiful Game Network, Stitcher, and all that kind of stuff. So, check that out. Scott Rosenquist, La Banda. Check it out. The description's down there. I share their stuff all the time, so you definitely know about yep. it if you know and, about this channel. And we, so, guys, if you speak Spanish and you want to hear a, a podcast in Spanish, labandelabuente.com. We do our podcast on Facebook Live, so you can interact with us while we're recording our podcast, and it's super fun. Um, yeah, check us out. Yes. Links down below. Jonathan Glatz has always joined us. Thank you, Jonathan. For Rock Brewing, by the way. Yeah, we are at Fort Rock Brewing. Mark Anthony's back with us. We always appreciate you coming out. I'm KCJ. We appreciate it. We are live at Fort Rock, as Mark has uh, mentioned previously here. So if you do want to come down and join us sometime, we're here on Wednesdays every week. When we don't so have a match. Out. 
No, we don't have a Nash next week, so it's definitely the time to get down. No, no we do. We no, have we do. the Open Cup. Yeah. We have a Wimbledon Cup. Yeah, Fresno. Um, so this video is over. Appreciate you watching. Peace. Peace.